text us on 0499 736 736. Live on SEN Track. Welcome to the Friday Form Panel. With Toby McKinnon and Dan Malecki. Cricket update, 8 for 238. The captain of Australia, Pat Cummings, is out. Race four at Melton. It didn't, even though it's a small field of six, Dan, I didn't find this race a hell of a lot easier. There's some really different four minds in a sense and different horses in this race that can certainly run a lot better than they have in recent times and then others that have bobbed up with a really good run. How did you unpack race four, the Garrard's horse at Hound, uh, no Metro win trot? Uh, yeah, look, Elderberry and Deming's the one that initially, uh, I say, stood out. But um, I don't want to see her sitting without cover. She, she well, then becomes vulnerable. Yeah. Um, is, is Do you see her in that position or not? I mean, it makes a big difference, doesn't it? I, I can't see that she could lead. Could you? I, I can't see her leading. And I've written here, best horse in race, but where will she settle? Chair, question mark. Yeah. So you're yeah, that's the, the most obvious. Yeah. Uh, well, well, exactly. And I'm trying to find a way um, where, look, it might be Robin, my mate, who is a horse that can get off the gate pretty well. Um, reliability, questionable. Has had a couple of runs back from a spell on the last one because it led from, from the wide gate, remember, barrier yeah. seven, in yeah. a much stronger race, I think, depth-wise, but tied badly. So when you see a horse getting beaten 86 metres at its previous start, even if it is dropping in class, it's not really the run that you want to uh, hook into uh, to turn it around. I think Kai Valley Honey Bunny, who comes out of that same race, was a much better performance, uh, and it drew back line there. So it might be the one at the value. But look, I, I think for all intent and purposes, have to tip Elder Baron Demi uh, to win the race. Yeah, You just wouldn't want to have her sitting without cover. Yeah, I'm not yeah, I'm not sure where she settles and I suppose it was a case here of you could find a reason why they could all get beaten. Even Kai Valley Honey Bunny's got some tricks, so Declan Murphy will need to be on his toes even in the score up here. Yeah, no look, there's no doubt about that. Um if they do have their quirks uh, you want to learn about them, but at least a lot of them have had quite a lot of racing, which which probably mm. helps. Um Rikiro Warrior is one of the lightest raced horses in the event, but is coming back into the draw as well. Um, a horse that has spent a bit of time uh, on the back row uh, last couple of starts, even though winning from there uh, at Melton last time. But the front row, look, it might suit. It might suit Rikiro Warrior, and it could be obvious, but um, it, it could also be a risk, and you're aware of that prior. So um, four, five, three, and two. Uh, but I think any, any one of those horses I've mentioned uh, could win the race. And, and even the other two, not a huge shock, but probably better place chances, Count Escheron and Glenn Gareth, because they're both going well enough uh, to figure in the money. They certainly are. And Glenn Gareth will have a pegs run that is nilly for sure and is very safe. So... It is up in grade, but it's run in the top three, 37 of 96 starts, which has been a really consistent horse for Joanne Franklin. And I think it must be Gavin Holt, the owner, who's from Wedderburn. So hopefully uh, he hasn't had any dramas uh, during the week uh, up at Wedderburn. Gavin is uh, a great man of harness racing. For me, robbing me, mates, look, I'd love to see a market here. And it's been beaten 47, 53 and 86 metres, but there is two words next to its name. One's Andy and the other one's Gath, which says if anyone can turn a horse around, it's going to be him. And the horse wouldn't be in if Andy didn't think that he'd put his best foot forward. So on that basis, 
three, robbing me mates. Kaivelli Honey Bunny, I was just a bit nervous about tipping. He's got a fair few tricks. So Declan Murphy will be have, to, have to be at his absolute brilliant best. We're in a really good second of Golden Sunset. And then Laird and fourth, the Queen of Quebec and Elder Baron Demi, who's clearly, I think, the best horse in the race, Demi. But I just, I don't know, every way I look at it, I think she's going to end up parked here. Uh, race five is the Garrard's Horse and Hound three-year-old. And, well, it's another interesting race, Dan. And I'll tell you, if Slice of Cheddar gets a run, I'd be putting it on top because I think it's a really nice horse. And I'd be go as far as to say to win the Birchett and St. Arnold Cups next year. There you go, Slice of Cheddar. Uh, put that, that's on the record. So when it wins that double, the Birchip Cup and the St. Arnold Cup next year, I'll be able to replay this. But if it doesn't get a run, uh, Caledonian Ranger, he was really good when he ran second at Geelong. And there's a little bit happened before the start there where uh, the cropper broke on the horse and it just unsettled him that little bit. So that's something that doesn't come up in the form line. Another Nien ran second at Cranbourne on what was a really, really windy day. He led on that occasion, and there were some really strange results on the day. And you betcha Tiger Pie ran him down. Looked like another Nien was disappointing, but you really got to forgive anyone and everything that attended Cranbourne that day. It was a really strange day and really windy and came off the back of a breeder's ground, went fourth, six, and six. And I've put D.Y. in for third, Dan. Just simply, it's had 16 starts for seven thirds. So why can't it run third again and make it uh, its eight to third placing? And uh, Aussie punter off the pegs. How'd you see race five, mate? Oh, look, I tend to agree with you. If Slice of Cheddar gets a run, it'll be my top pick. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I like where you're going there, but it's a, it's a big if, isn't it, uh, being an emergency? But uh, oh, I reckon it would be well placed. I spoke to Sean McNulty and he was cheesed off. It didn't get a run. Sorry, I couldn't yeah, I bet he did. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, I found it difficult, actually, beyond that. I, I've, I've sort of got slice of cheddar at the top of my list. So uh, <laughs> keep it in mind. You've mentioned it. I've mentioned it. If it does get in uh, by way of another horse being scratched, I think slice of cheddar would be a, a, a good horse to, to back, yeah. uh, particularly each way. In a race where there's enough chances, another knee in, uh, you've made a case for why we could forgive because he did run fifth uh, behind our Vincent Kengo, which was the same race that um, a slice of cheddar had uh, had come out of as well. So it finished in front of it. So yeah, I think yeah. another knee in, it, it, it's the way to go, but it might be the obvious favourite and it could also be too short. So there lies a, a little query there. But um, I'm leaning towards um, you um, and your heads up on, on Cranbourne. Um, and, and look, that wasn't a bad field. You're talking about horses with extensive um, uh, race starts and experience, and uh, it might have done the horse the world of good coming out of its own class and some pretty good races as well uh, up against some of those uh, older and more experienced horses. So I'll put another Nien on top here. There's a few horses that are lightly raced, still improving. I think Star's Destiny... Well, it's won races. It's come out of some strong races. It's got a bit of uh, indifferent form, Star's Destiny, but also got a last start win. And, and, and it beat some horses that are look, going well. Terror Eyes ran third in that race. Terror Eyes has got uh, mm. a few rocks in its head, but I tell mm. you what, it's a pretty nice horse. So mm. um, it finished third in that particular race that Star's Destiny won. So I think Star's Destiny drawn the front. When you look at its form lines, uh, the fact that it's won four races up against horses that are maidens or perhaps only have won the one race, it's not badly placed as well. So six to beat four, 
Caledonian Reigns are obviously an awkward draw, but has been most consistent and won those uh, back-to-back, went from the Maiden to win the uh, Geelong and even the run behind Guilty by the Beach, it was a good effort and it does get out pretty quick and, and yeah. therefore, look, it might even cross them. It, it might be right up there or at least into a, a very prominent position. And um, uh, look, what we'll do, I'll put in... Uh, uh, it's hard, isn't it, with an emergency to put them in your top four because the likelihood is they might be scratched. But um, uh, nothing but waves is is obviously uh, a, a decent enough filly and deserves to be one of the key chances. And I've got her in my top four. But uh, if Slice of Cheddar runs, I'd be suggesting the back at each way. So tips are six from three, seven and ten. Yeah, and we're both tipping the emergency on top if it gets a run, which is amazing. Yeah. Race six, the Garrard's Horse and Hounds Young Gun Series continues. We've got nine of them in this race. And, well, I think, Dan, this race, if Western Sonador's at his best, he wins this race. In his last 10 starts, he's run fourth in a Geelong Cup, sixth in a Yarra Valley Cup, fifth in a Chuka Cup, and second in a Mildura Cup. He went over to South Australia. He came back. He was a bit disappointing in the Yarra Valley Cup, but that was, what, seven weeks ago now? Obviously, uh, something wasn't quite right. If he's at his best, he should just dominate this race and just beat him easily. Arnie's army could get to the top on the back of Aussie Playboy leading the stable mate and then handing up to Arnie's army. And if that happens, uh, he's led and won twice uh, in his last five starts. So... He'll be much better if he gets to the top. He was really disappointing two starts back, but wasn't too bad in the Elmore Cup. Arg still hasn't got out from last week. So if David, uh, if Ryan Sanders can manage and get him out from last week uh, and get him into this race, he could end up in a similar position. He may even be as far back as four back the pegs, but that might help him. He might be able to get off at about the 800-metre mark and work his way through the field. He'll run past a lot of these Arg. And uh, Melanian was the other one. I'm not sure where, whether it'll go forward or back, but you've got to put it in the top four. It ran fourth last start. They went 46-1 lead time. Nothing from the back could get into it and ran pretty well in the fourth spot. They were my top four. Yeah, I, I couldn't tip Western Sonia at all being uh, first up. Um, the, the fact that hasn't won since September 2021. Um, yeah, wow. that's a fair, when you think 2024 is right on us, <laughs> seems like it's a long time ago and it's like 30 or 31 starts since that last win. Look, it's the right sort of race where it might be able to find some confidence, but there's too many things against it, I think, um, here. It does get a positive in James Herbertson. Uh, well, what a feat from James Herbertson to bring up that 250. Uh, it's an extraordinary feat. You, you look at the, the, the hard work, the dedication, the time spent on the road going to all those race meetings... Uh, it's it's quite incredible to stay so focused for for so long and get so many results. And he's still on the way up, James Herbert, and he's a, he's a wonderful ambassador for harness racing. And anyway, he's got a key drive here. But uh, really, it, it, I thought it was an extraordinary achievement, um, Toby. Who, and this is the greatest thing about it. Who would he have driven the most winners for this year, Dan? Well, there's a lot of stables that aren't you isn't know it? your top yeah. five, yeah. isn't there? Correct. Yeah. He doesn't yeah. have a big stable behind no. him. So that's what makes it most staggering for me. No one can answer that question off the top of their head. You just, like if I said to you, Mark Pitt, we'd say, well, Emma Stewart. If I said Kate Gath, you'd say, well, obviously Andy. But with James, it's like, geez, I don't know. And I don't know. I'll have to look that up and work it out. Yeah, I wouldn't know. And and look, even if there was a stable, the fact that he goes to so many country meetings, it could be 29 for a particular, you know, uh, a stable, but a stable that mightn't have had a Metropolitan winner. So, yeah. 
Um, uh, he, he does a fantastic job and, you know, it's part of his job to travel. He accepts it so well, very humble person, but uh, he's, uh, he's such a talent. He really is such a talent. And, um, you know, I know he drives a lot of horses. Some of them have got no hope. But out of that horse that's got no hope comes a stable mate that might win two or three races here or there elsewhere and he'll drive to wherever is necessary. And, you know, the, the amount of Ks that he would have clocked up most of the drivers do, don't get me wrong, but, uh, you know, to, to get to that 250, it, it just didn't fall in his lap. He, he's made it happen yeah. uh, by opportunities that have been created, but I think he's done a wonderful job. He certainly has. So what, who are you tipping in this race? Yeah, well, look, I've worked away from Western Sonyador. Yeah, fair enough. Um, I, it didn't actually make it any easier. It probably would have been easier yeah. if I suggested that it was due and maybe this is the night. Um, it hasn't helped. Loving a Chevy... Hasn't won for a while. Is he going well enough? Um, you know, it's a question posed to myself, uh, let alone to everyone that's listening. I'm not sure he is, but it wouldn't shock you, particularly at the 1700. Aussie Playboy is probably the horse that's it's ready now, at least ready to, to, to be a, an each-way hope. Artie's Army has sort of stepped it up a bit of late and um, has has made it to the metropolitan level, including a win over Raw for Roscoe. So that sort of stands out as a as a decent sort of a performance. LB2 chains is first up. He often takes a run. Uh, I suspect that might be the case here. Hugo Rocks, well, good luck trying to catch him. But he is capable, in the, particularly over these shorter trips. I think Millennium's going well enough, has got to be respected. And the horse that's consistently racing at the, 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 the good metropolitan grade is Arg. So... It's almost a process of elimination, and it's not as if Arg is, um, you know, knocking down the door to, to win another race, but I think he's been consistent enough at a good level that he's the horse that I'm comfortable to come up with at least each way. I mean, we, yeah. we're going blind as far as the prices are concerned, but if you could get sort of $4.50 around that mark, I think you'd be a really good each way play, Arg number eight. Uh, from seven, Millennium. Uh, then numbers three, Aussie Playboy might be the improver here. I'm going to throw Western Sonia Door in because, you know, if James drives him uh, like a um, 50 to 1 shot here, the fact that he's first up, it might be what he needs and finishes the race off. So 8, 7, 3, and 9, it's not the easiest of races, but I think it's a really good race for Arg. If, if Arg is pretty close to the mark, it's a, it's a very suitable race for him. He's a sit sprinter. He might have to come off the pegs at some stage, but if he gets the brakes sort of in the last few hundred metres, he can finish over the top of them. Yeah, I've just quickly been trying to work this out. I think his most wins this season, James, is eight for his dad, for an individual trainer. I, I can't believe that's right. That yeah, can't well, that, well, that'd be extraordinary. Uh, again, just the fact that there's so many different stables that support him. And, and you know, it's a two-way street. James supports them. You know, how many times would... James say, look, sorry, I can't drive it. And if he is doing that, it's because he's got other offers in the same race. And when the, the fields come out early enough, he is one of those drivers that he's down for multiple horses. So then would have to make a decision. And I suspect in some of those cases, he's given up winning drives yeah. to go with the people that have supported him as well because he's that sort of a bloke. Oh, don't worry. And it frustrates him when he chooses the wrong horse. He cracks the sads with himself about it. And that's the beauty of the man. That shows the competitiveness of the man. Eight seven three nine for Dan in race six. Let's clear a commitment court and we'll come back and turn our attention to race seven. Another Garrard's horse and hound. This one's for the four, up to four lifetime wins. And there's a real uh, burnt timber flavour to the race. 